hear ye, and welcome to another very special edition of the Royal Geek Podcast. We did a fantasy football podcast um, not too long ago where we had Bo Dugan join us. And this is for all of our friends in our fantasy football league. We've been doing some test podcasts to see if we want to have our own special fantasy podcast for next season. Well, we have another one for this week since we're in the mid we're in the middle of the season. We're in week seven. We just did a mid season review. If you haven't listened to that, go check it out. Now we're gonna do a week seven preview where we're gonna look at all six matchups in our league for this week. So now that I've told you what we're doing, my name is Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and I am once again joined by my good friends Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, Anthony Amato, we like to call him Shimato, the one and only uh, G- ginger superhero, Kyle Spade, and of course, we have a special guest. We always like to have an, a plus one on here, so we had Bo on the last pod. I hope you guys are excited for this special guest here. He is... A man with a great reputation in our fantasy football league. Easily the most entertaining personality in the group me. And he is phoning in live from his home. His name, of course, is Jackson Johnson. Mr. Johnson, how are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to getting on here and spearing my hot takes uh, fresh for the pod. (laughs) Well, we're excited to have you, man. It really is a... uh, it really is an honor. I, I think uh, Jackson also also needs to be known as the Adam Schefter of uh, our league of <laughs> dreams as yeah. well. Hey, so. so to be honest, every time Adam Schefter posts something, my first thought is beating either Jackson or Curtis to the punch. Yeah, Curtis is pretty. Quick he stepped too. up this year. Curtis yeah. stepped up. Yeah, it's some, see. I like to crop my photos though to you know take away the comments on the bottom, make it look nice and clean. Takes too much time. Curtis just throws it up there. Yeah, it's all, yeah. It's all dirty. He's trying to be quick. Yeah. So uh, Jackson, I got yeah. a question for you, man. How do you stay so in touch with all of the updates that come through? Um. So the main answer is that. I'm lazy at work a lot of times, and I'm on Twitter. State employment, Um, baby. State employment. (laughs) But also, I've been lazy the last week or so. Be completely honest, um, and I haven't been on Twitter as much. That's because I know a lot. Spade knows, but I'm a big baseball fan. Um, I love fantasy football, but baseball's always been my first love. Braves blew a 3-1 lead in the NLCS. It's been pretty depressing on Twitter. I've stayed off there just for my own mental sanity. Uh, so I honestly, Curtis and Anthony, and I think even uh, Tyler beat me to the punch this week with the Antonio Brown news. It actually just broke, so yeah. that could be another yeah. uh, thing we discuss later on. Yeah. So how do you feel about Curtis coming for your crown? Hey, you know what? Um, I got four wins. He's only got two right now, so I really <laughs> have something. You know? Yes. Okay. I'll take that. That's good. That's good. I mean, I mean the bi- the biggest thing to take from that is you know. You know, for him to come take that crown, that means he must be wearing one. Mm. Yeah, I can give it up for a little bit, uh, but we'll <laughs> we'll revisit that crown at the end of the season. See who has more wins. All right, good deal. So, Jackson, here's how it's going to work. Like I said earlier, we're going to go one matchup at a time. We have six matchups in our league, of course, with twelve teams. We're in week seven, so right at the midway point. Justin's going to go. He's going to lead us through this one game at a time. Justin, what's our first matchup? All right, first matchup we're looking at is going to be the 2-4 and four KC Chief, Chief of Sinners versus the 1-5 and five going to take your soul. So Ooh, okay. as of right now, after the Thursday night matchup, which shouldn't even exist because Thursday night really is terrible. Sucks. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we have uh, going to take your soul with a lead of 3.1 to 0 because he had Clement for the Philadelphia Eagles starting as his running back. Who, so, who I literally don't even know who that guy is. Undrafted running back out of Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He had some pretty good plays in Philly 17. Yeah. Now he's yeah. Uh, pretty up. useless. Yeah. Pretty useless. But definitely the backup of the backup um, in actually, Philadelphia. I don't know how many points he scored, but there is a rookie, Huntley. Hunt, Huntley. I think he actually put up more points than. Yep. Clemens. The guy from. Is he from UCLA? Is yeah. that where he's from? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, Jackson, what are your thoughts on this game, man, with, uh, with a Paquette and Jax? So I want to say one thing real quick. I feel I honestly like I'm not sure this is some kind of rookie Hazen or doing the Paquette, but I feel legitimately bad when I look at his lineup because I can go back and look at Week One and I see he starts out with Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, and Cooper Cup. Who you would say in an, any normal year, hey, I'm gonna start with these three guys. That's a solid team. 
you know what, I'm going to roll with him. And that's a solid, you know, core to build around. And now, you know, he's at one and five. Lamar Jackson, I think he's on a bye this week because yeah, he, he has is, yeah. Derek Carr starting. McCaffrey's been on IR since week three. Uh, he's got James Robinson, which has been a nice pickup. But, I mean, other than that, it's it's been tough sliding for Paquette, which I never would have guessed um, back, you know, six, seven weeks ago. I know a lot of people had Paquette in their top four going in, you know, making a run of the title his first year. But like yeah. I said, man, it's been uh, – unfortunately, it's just been a, a tough uh, tough sledding for Paquette here the first half of the season, uh, which usually means he's due for some positive regression. But to sum all this up, man, I, I like uh, Jackson this game. He's got Justin Herbert starting. Uh, Mike Davis looks like he's Christian McCaffrey's 1B. DeAndre Swift looks like he's going to be uh, coming on strong. And they get to play the Falcons, which is pretty much, you know, start all your skill players against the Falcons. That's a great uh, strategy any week. If you're new to fantasy football, Kenny Galladay, he's going to be, you know, he's baby Tron. He's living up to that hype. John Smith in Tennessee, fully covered from the knee earlier this week, man. I, I like um, Chris Jackson. I'll give my own uh, take to wrap all this up. You guys know that I have a penchant for the the gambling. In this matchup, I'm taking Chris Jackson the points. Money in the bank. Money yeah. in the bank. Wow. All right. Bank. What a take. Lock man. it in. Dude, love what it. A, I what love a breakdown, it, too. What that a breakdown. might be the best breakdown I've ever heard. Look so at Jackson. Hey, Jackson, uh, I think you found your calling, That's a man. lot coming from me, by the way, Jackson. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's high praise from Justin. Yeah. Too. <laughs> Dude, that was. I, I don't think I've ever heard him say a nice thing about you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was some good stuff there, Jackson. I like that. All right, yeah. Anyone else have any? So, yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback off that. I think uh, the the trade that Jacks made for Justin Herbert is really going to come in handy here this week, uh, and for weeks to come. Really, I mean, Matthew Stafford is on his bench right now, but Justin Herbert. Yes, I'm a homer. Maybe uh, I did not believe in this kid when I, we drafted him. You in did the not. first round. Round. You still have the video of me being so disappointed. He was so mad when yep. Herbert was drafted, but this kid's turned out to be something special, and we don't have a win to show for it. But uh, the Chargers do have a bright future ahead of them, and yep. uh, I think Justin Jackson's going to, or uh, Justin Herbert is going to show uh, some really high points going on here. So yep. uh, anyway, uh, I think KC Chiefs Center is going to pull away with this one because going to your soul is in the toilet of this league right now. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think. A lot of people on Jax's team are just like about to, you know, bust out pretty much. So I think they're going to be really, really good. And I do remember we were actually um, we were we were about to record a pod that night. It was, I think that might have been our very first pod was the draft night um, when we when we were here and we, we were watching the draft and you were as you saw Herbert get picked and everything like that. So, yeah, cuz you oh, were, actually you, you was, wanted yeah. Isaiah you wanted Isaiah Simmons. I did. I wanted <laughs> Isaiah Simmons so bad, but that's amazing. How do you feel about it now? Well, I, I'm okay with that now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> he looks good. I think Justin Herbert's got a, a bright future. Yeah. Only uh, problem is the Chargers just lose tight games. Yeah. So, that's true. All right, I think also but that, that could be good for fantasy because that means they're always in tight yeah. games. But I say Lots fantasy owners will love points. Justin Herbert going f- forward for sure. I also think that Jax is going to pull this out. Um, I think, you know, we we said this on our last pod, but Jax has a lot of fire in his belly, man. He is going to fight for every win. He's going to he's going to trade picks away from two years from now so he can get a win that week. You know what I'm saying? This like, dude he's going wants to, fight. to win, man. This he dude, yeah, he win. does. So I think he's going to be rewarded. I think he's going to go to three and four yeah. after this week. Yeah, I think the only thing that I would question about it is the is actually the Herbert start over. Stafford Matt playing Stafford. Atlanta. I mean, Stafford against the Falcons. I feel like there's going to be like at yeah, least but this is the Falcon that is one and zero after Dan Quinn is. Uh, they almost shut out the Vikings but last week. Even in garbage point time, Kirk St- Cousins still threw for like almost 180 yards and two touchdowns. Good point. Very good. Big point. numbers. They got to throw the ball. Yeah, that's true. Try not, to come back. Not that Herbert is a bad start. So, so who do you got, Spade? Oh, Jacks for sure. So everyone's everyone's <laughs> yeah, got Jacks. I don't I, I don't want to fight with that. Yeah. Okay. All right, Justin. Let's move on to the next game. All right. Next matchup is going to be Spoonie Love versus Frittata. Okay. So I, I have a feeling Ooh. I know which way this is going to roll here. Yeah. Let's look uh, at what's the projections looking like on that uh, one, bro. Ooh. Yeah. Flicker for, has it seventy one percent to twenty nine percent. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This so one projected points. Oof. Berkeley is projected to get one hundred and forty four. To Sponables 122. Now again, that that obviously doesn't always mean anything, 
But a lot of times... No, it does not. Yes. Yeah, probably because Spade... Berkeley's going to score way more than that. Yeah, he's going to Spade knows from firsthand experience. But yeah, let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and break this one down. So, uh, yes, Jackson, what do you think we, what do you got here? Break it down for us. You guys kind of hit on it. I mean, Berkeley's team, I'm jealous of Berkeley's team. And I think, honestly, besides Bose, that it's probably the best lineup in the league from top to bottom. Spade, I know you usually build a, a top or a, a tough, you know, deep team. And go ahead and, and, and double record that comment because that's the only positive thing I say about Spade tonight. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do that. We'll say Glad that, to hear yeah. it. Glad to hear it. <laughs> Wouldn't expect anything less. But yeah, I mean, and, and give you know Ryan some credit here too. You know, he's two and four, and, and he, uh, like you guys said about Chris, he's going to fight for every win and, and scrap. And I mean, to be honest, we are in kind of a dynasty league with you know the keeper setup and everything. And he, you know, inherited this team from um, from nothing. Jeff, right? Yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> and and I. I forget what the exact acronym that he used this summer. He said, I got to look at this shell or something like along those lines of this team that Jeff left me. So he's in straight rebuilding mode right now. Um, but yeah, it's, he'll, he'll put up a good fight. I mean, he has some good matchups here. Murray Cooper versus Washington. Russell Wilson's going to be the MVP this year. He should, at least at this point. Brandon Cooks looks like he's going to be a one BB receiver. Uh, but yeah, it's just going to be perfectly top to bottom because I heard earlier today i mean he has clyde edwards clyde edwards hilaire never pronounced that right but they're talking about it you know Le'Veon bell may play but he only will get seven eight touches that's still you know his workhorse uh kenny and drake he's actually not been bad as people have said but you know man i, I think yeah Berkeley's just too deep of a team right now and he's he's in that championship window it's it's gonna be once again i'm taking Berkeley in the points in this one yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with that one. I think uh, Furtada is a solid team from top to bottom. Uh, I mean, Deshaun Watson has many different ways to get points. I mean, he's gonna do it through the air and he's gonna do it on the ground with his legs. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he gets more rushing touchdowns than he does um, passing touchdowns against Green Bay Packers. Because uh, I mean, that's just a good matchup overall. Uh, but uh, Stephon Diggs as well, he is proving that he is better than Adam Thielen in my eyes much, and yes much much better, much better which uh i don't know how i feel under how gibbs feels about that one but uh <laughs> but uh the only question mark i have on berkeley's roster is jarek mckinnon is yes. he is he ready for this spotlight here is he he's in the flex this week he's in the flex yep. so he can still change uh i mean he's had uh he's on a downward spiral now as far as uh his last two games but jeff wilson is questionable and okay. okay. Mostert was just placed on the – it will be on the IR today or tomorrow. Okay. Yep. So – He's got a shot. He's going to get the looks he's is what you're saying, right? Yeah. yeah. So yep. – but all of that being said, I do feel like Frittata is going to pull away with this one. Even though he ha- uh, Spoonie Love has uh, Wilson and Hopkins. Hopkins is questionable. Keep that in mind. Um, but he is getting the looks from Kyler Murray. So um, – yeah. But I still think Frittata pulls away with it because the Chiefs uh, – Matchups are just so good. So. Yeah. yeah, I would say I, I agree with you with the uh, McKinnon. He's the one weak part of this lineup um, right now, or the questionable part of this lineup for 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 Furtada. Uh, I think I think for the rest of the season, Deshaun Watson might just explode, uh, just because now he can stop tanking now that Bill O'Brien has been fired. So like he could finally like you know, unleash his full potential for whatever reason it might have been, whether it was tanking or whether it was Bill O'Brien is a terrible coach slash GM and which is holding him back. He's just, he's been ever since Bill O'Brien's been fired, he's been on, on fire himself. Um, I think uh, the biggest opportunity for Spoonie to steal a win here would be if his, his two running backs were to play real well up, um, which is interesting because, you know, Edmonds against, Drake, so it'll be interesting to see that matchup there. That's a very good point yeah, there. That's um, a great matchup. Yeah, so I, I think unless McKissick and uh, Edmonds like really play up, I think that's the, the the real place where he has a chance to, if he's going to steal a win uh, here, especially against the projections, because they're not projected to score a yeah. ton, but like if for some reason all of a sudden Chase Edmonds has a big run or, you know, the big swing could be here where you know, I don't know, you know, Drake gets hurt or is completely ineffective and Edmonds becomes that back. I don't know. What if uh, Arizona is down 
and you know Edmonds throw, yeah. is yeah Edmonds is their is their passing down back. So you know there there Which is that they op- probably the, will be down. Yeah. I think against the Seahawks a good bit. Yeah, yeah Which I is a good. So I mean, there, it is a oh, possibility yeah. um, that that could happen. I think that's if something's going to happen of an upset nature. There, it'll be because of. McKissick and Edmonds really outplaying Which their protections. Which J.D. McKissick has been stealing carries from He's Gibson. Touch, yes. and it, yeah, yes. and it's it, trust me, it's frustrating as a Gibson owner for well, sure. And hey. once again, he is a he is a receiving back as hey. well. Oh, okay, here's my two thoughts. Do I think Berkeley will probably win? Yes, based off the power of his team. But I will say this: Spoonie Love has already upset one top owner they this have. year when he beat Spade. Also. Uh, Two interesting things of note about this matchup. One is that Seattle-Arizona game is on Sunday night. Right now, of course this could change, neither of them have any owners on Monday night or any players on Monday night. So this game will come down, I think, Mm. to Sunday night. Also, we know about the three-headed attack monster of the Kansas City Chiefs that um, Frittata has. Keep in mind, and I hate to say this because we have Mahomes, they're going to be playing in 18-degree weather in the snow in Denver. Yes. Wow. And so... And you on, never know. Uh, on top of that, I, w- I was going to add, um, they're, they're, he's got a good chance for an upset because of the weather in Denver, and also the Kansas City Chiefs have not beat the Broncos or have not scored more than thirty points on the Broncos the last three or four years. Okay, so you got a cold game, chance of snow, mile yeah. high, yeah, playing in Denver. I don't know. Obviously, you still put your money. You still put your money on the talented players. I think Denver. There's no reason why Berkeley will like. There's no. (laughs) He should never sit KC players. No. Yeah. No. But this, if there's a week for them to not do well, yeah, it would be this week. I mean, and Denver just beat New England last week. So I mean, it's not. I mean, New England is not. Uh, Kansas yeah. City offensively. Oh, they're not what they used but, to be, that's for sure. But that weather could, you it's know, I don't know. Impact. It'll stunt. It could potentially stunt that. All right, I think it's time to move on to our next matchup. Justin, who's All up? All right, so another matchup uh, featuring a top team versus a bottom team would be uh, JFK was an inside job, who is uh, currently number two yeah, overall, current, Yeah, right? currently number two overall yeah. versus uh, or, Ryder did, wait, Sentai. Did he, did he beat Berkeley? Did Bo beat Berkeley? Yes. Okay, so oh, he's number oh, one overall. So he's number one. So number one yes. in our league, JFK us. versus Ryder Sentai. So the disrespect uh, from you people. That's right. This, yeah, this is an interesting matchup here. Um, huh. we, yeah, uh, mainly because of the running back uh, matchups here, because Derrick Henry is just a straight up beast right now, putting up points, and uh, I believe Ryder Sentai can. Literally ride Derrick Henry to a, a win here if he yep. if he goes out against Pittsburgh because I don't know if you guys saw the Ryan Clark tweet which was um, mentioned in our uh, group me yeah what did uh, he say uh, he said that Derrick Henry can go for three hundred yards on the Pittsburgh Steelers defense Ooh. which is insane who is to the think number of. the number one rush defense in the NFL yeah so it's insane to it's say gonna that it's going to be an interesting he, matchup he he claimed that Derrick Henry was. Uh, Soft in a way that he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to get down in the trenches with the big boys. He just wants to fight with the secondary. So I think the secondary Henry hears about this tweet. Oh gosh, he's just going to rip the yeah. Watt brothers. Derrick Henry's scary. <laughs> I'd love out to, of his chest. I'd, I'd yeah. love to hear. The end zone. I'd love to hear what Jackson has to say about this matchup here. Yeah. So I know we're going to hit on it, and it's easy just to talk about it. But I mean, it has to be restated that look, Derrick Henry in our league and our score, he had. 53.9 points last week. Granted, the Texans have one of the worst run defenses in the NFL, but the man put up 212 rushing yards alone. And, you know, they talk about him being soft or weak. The guy, I just looked it up, the guy's 6'3", and he's 238 pounds. You don't need to be soft or weak at, the, at that size. And there's no reason for a guy who plays in the NFL to be timid or scared of contact at that size. So, yeah, if you want to talk about it as a more psychological level, Derek Henry's going to use that tweet or that quote from Ryan Clark as bulletin board material this week. And I'm going to, I'm going to dump on Curtis real quick. When you play Curtis, you don't play Curtis. You play Derek Henry. That's who you have to. Hot take, hot I take. Love it, dude. Somebody I clip love that it. for Curtis. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So keep going, Jackson. What do you think about this matchup? So there is some, there is some, uh, Upset potential here, kind of you guys were talking about for um, for Ryan and Spoonie Love. I mean, 
you got Teddy Bridgewater versus New Orleans. Their defense doesn't look like has been as formidable as the last couple of years. So, you know, he's could be worth, you know, maybe 250 yards, a couple of scores, maybe a rushing score. We saw that a few times this year. Uh, Robbie Anderson, he's coming on strong. He looks like he should place DJ Moore in the uh, Carolina passing attack as the number one. And once again, you see another wide receiver or player who gets away from Adam Gase and is flourishing. Speaking of Adam Gase, you got Jameson Crowder. <laughs> Not the greatest wide receiver, but hey, you know what? Someone's got to catch the ball in uh, New York. And I think Sam Darnold, it was announced by the aforementioned Adam Gase that uh, he is going to be playing this week as long as there's no more setbacks between, uh, excuse me, something's come up on my computer. There we go. And that popped up. Um, but anyway, Adam Gase said today to the media that Sam Darnold is coming back as long as there's no setbacks between now and Sunday. Um, you know, and, and of course, Kick, uh, Curtis has the best kicker in the league in Harrison Bucker, which kickers are actually underrated. Mine put up 20 last week against, um, I believe it was Paquette, I beat. And, yeah, so there is some matchup potential here, but, I mean, just top to bottom, matchup versus matchup, Bo is, he, he's going to he's gonna take the cake. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger versus the Titans, that could be a, you know, 45 to 42 game with everything said and done. Um, Aaron Jones... They popped up today with a calf injury. He may play, he may not. We'll have to see. Uh, but DK Metcalf, Chase Claypool, Tyler Boyd, that's that's a strong uh, core pass catchers. Yep. Ryan Tanyan, I mean, the Texans defense, that he has holes like Swiss cheese in it. He's probably good for at least one score this week. Uh, and the Chargers defense versus the Jaguars, you know, Ben Shoes, he's, he's been throwing the ball a lot, but he's still good for at least one interception, a couple of sacks in the game. But yeah, this one, another one. I'm taking Bo in the points and, and take that one to the house. As long as Derrick Henry does explode for 50 points, it shouldn't be that close. Yeah, yeah. I think, actually, I'm going to go with Curtis this week, to be honest with you. Uh, and yeah. here's here's why, okay? Obviously, we talked about Derrick Henry and the things that he can do. Is that other running back? No, 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 no. For me, it's going to be actually Robbie Anderson because, like uh, Jackson said, somebody's got to catch the ball from the Jets. And Robbie Anderson actually has been putting up some really good numbers. Um so I do think that – oh, sorry, sorry, Carolina. Yeah, I was going to say Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, 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 my bad. Carolina. Somebody's got to catch the ball from Teddy Bridgewater, and uh, it's going to be – they actually have the most underrated, I think, uh, receiving core. They, they, they uh, do, with yeah. DJ Moore and yeah. Robbie Anderson. Dude, and Curtis, they, San- Curtis Samuel. Yeah, who's it? Curtis Samuel is a really good deep threat as well. So yeah. I do think Robbie Anderson with the, the Panthers – is going to be uh, a really good look there. But yeah. uh, the Crowder is also an, a good option because his uh, targets, every single uh, time he's played, is uh, week one, 13 targets, and then he was out for injury. And he did uh, 10 targets the next time, 10 targets after that, 13 targets after that. So doesn't matter who the quarterback is, they're looking at – they're looking at Jameson Crowder, so yeah. uh, that's a good matchup. I think Jared Cook is one of the one of the better receiving uh, tight ends in the league, and uh, but 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 Breeze is a little wishy washy there. He sometimes one week he'll focus on the tight ends, another week he's focusing on the receivers. Uh, he's got his own little game plan that he's doing, but I do think Jared Cook is a good option as well. And um, Patriots versus a uh, the 49ers offense is so up and down, man. Like. Jimmy G is getting negative points one week, and then he's uh, uh, Gosh, ma- being yeah. a, a game manager of the week after that. Like I don't understand uh, the San Francisco yeah. offense at all. Uh, but I do think Curtis is going to pull the upset here. Sorry, Bo. I know I was just sitting next wow. to you just a couple uh, uh, minutes ago. But I wonder what Bo thinks of that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. You know, but he we'll... probably agrees with you because he's he's Bo's always like really down on his team. Yeah, and he's I think he's always just perpetually nervous. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. He, he texted me and he's like, "Man, I don't know what's happening." I can't get Michael Thomas. I'm like, dude, you're five and one, <laughs> and Michael Thomas has played one game. You're yeah. gonna be isn't that okay. amazing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would That's say, scary. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say um, there's some interesting factors for this game as you're looking at it. Uh, I think uh, projection wise, uh, Giovanni Bernard hasn't been caught up with what he's actually worth. I mean, right now he's only projected to get like five points, so I think he's gonna play. You know play better than that of course because yeah. now he's going to be the Starter, lead back right? in Cincinnati yeah uh, and then I think the two big factors are what happens with Jamison Crowder injury wise and what happens with Aaron Jones injury wise I think it's really interesting especially on Curtis's side it's gonna be really hard if Jamison Crowder doesn't play because there isn't a whole lot on his bench left to play unless he decides 
to do the uh, good old Curtis Gann double down on the uh, tight end and put Noah Fant in. Oh, he'll play Noah flex. Fant. He's playing Noah, Noah Fant. Fant's on the bench right now, man. Let's. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm intrigued that, to see what's going to happen. That was my my one thing for Curtis in an attempt to get an upset here is going to be Jared Cook. The, the man, I mean, the Saints now are down. Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, and they just placed Benny Fowler, I believe is his name. Yeah. On IR, mm-hmm. he's injured something. So there's like barely anyone to catch the ball. He's now healthy. It's him, Kamara. Kamara's going to get like 30 targets. And this game. He's going to go Smith. off. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, know I, know you feel I bet that's that. what you're hoping music. for. Yeah. Oh, music. Music to Spade's ears. I just hear it. I love it. Every time Michael Thomas is out for another week, I'm like, uh, Taysom Thank Hill's going to run the whole show, baby. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I could talk about an hour of my passionate hate for Taysom Hill. <laughs> yeah. I can't watch the Saints play football anymore. Third down, third and four. Let's send Taysom Hill in. Yeah. <laughs> let him try and run it. All right. Yeah. Let's, let, let's take the Hall of Fame quarterback off the field. All and put pro running back. Some mediocre person who has thrown more touchdown passes to the defense than he has ever thrown <laughs> to his own offense. That's amazing. All right, it sounds like we're pretty I mean with the exception of uh Justin, it sounds like everyone's going with Bo. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, Curtis is hot. Bo ha- or Curtis has won Curtis two straight games. Curtis has his win streaks. I bet he won you, 8 games in a row last he year. He did. I bet if you looked at Bo's um numbers the last 2 weeks compared to uh Curtis's, Curtis might have even outscored in both weeks because he's been no, putting he, up numbers. he definitely does. I'm pretty sure that our my entire division um has scored more points over the entire season than almost everybody but Berkeley. Yeah, probably so. You might be right there. All right, so Justin, what's next? All right, our uh, next matchup we have here is uh, we have the Cooter Pond Park boys, Gibbs. Oh, yeah. Versus uh, Zach Babichkin and the Dirty South in Your Mouth Football <laughs> Fantasy Club. So um, this one here, I do believe there should be a clear-sided winner here. Sorry, Zach, but I think Gibbs is going to pull away with this one. Uh, personally for me here, uh, Kyler Murray's putting up some serious points and yeah. he is, uh, looking like he is going to be a fantasy machine for the years to come here. Um, but, uh, I also think, uh, playing the Jets, Devin Singletary is actually going to get a lot of looks and, uh, he may actually end up being a top scorer for the Bills that week. But, uh, uh, I mean, Kittle is always an option and he is a, yep. uh, beast for San Francisco, um, he granted he's had a little bit of low games this year, but uh, in all actuality, the Niners really have nobody else to go to because I think uh, Debo Samuel is actually out this week too. Um, so uh, Kittle is a good option there. So um, Jackson, what are you thinking here in this matchup? So this is actually my upset pick of the week, and I'm going with Zach in this one by a narrow, narrow margin. I love it. Um, and you know, honestly, looking at I, I see what you're coming from with Devin Singletary, but looking at, at the matchups and, and diving deep into it, and, and should also be noted that we all recorded this on a Friday night, um, and the Eagles and the Giants played what I was told was a football game on Thursday, but I watched four hours of that. It, it looked like, I don't know, like a JV scrimmage <laughs> from high school, but they, they told me it was an NFL game. Watch um, your tongue. But all, all, all that to say That's is that... That's a division uh, you know, leader you're Zach, talking about. <laughs> I believe I saw the NFL logo on there. I, I yeah, did. Yeah. I'm not sure, though, but... Hey, Joe there's Buck literally a team in that division called Football Team. Night. They gotta be for the NFL. <laughs> I, uh, I hate... Yeah. Keep so, going, so Jackson. That, it gets away that uh, Zach kind of put himself already a little bit behind the eight ball here because uh, Travis Fulgham, the new uh, star receiver in Philly, kind of underscored his projection here um he got 12.3 fantasy points which was rejected for a 17 but um that's not too bad my whole thing about Devin Singletary is that look they're playing the Jets and it's easy to dogpile on how bad of a team the Jets are and they very well have a legitimate shot to go in 16 this year but my, my concern with starting Singletary there is it's almost like is it too good of a matchup? Like, do the Jets get out? Or do, excuse me, do the Bills get out to a massive lead? You know, by throwing the ball to uh, John Brown or Stephon Diggs. You know, maybe Josh Allen runs a couple in, and then is it just where he comes in the third quarter and they're up by thirty points and they just start handing the ball off to Zach Moss? You know, resting a lot of people. Uh, maybe the third string guy gets in there. You know, and 
I look at Zach's team and man, like Matt Ryan versus Detroit, that's gonna be a shootout. I think next to the Seattle Arizona game, that's most likely gonna be the second highest scoring game this week. Uh, Ronald Jones versus Tampa Bay, that's one that Buccaneers could get out to a big lead because as we know, uh, Vegas has basically the entire line on the COVID list that they may or may not be back in time for the game on Sunday yeah. uh, due to the NFL protocol. So that's one where the Bucks get up by big and just start running Ronald Jones down there because they're controlling the time of possession. Uh, DJ Moore, once again, you know, if Robbie Anderson's getting looks in Carolina, man, like uh, DJ Moore will be too. Uh, Mike Evans, hey, you know what? Antonio Brown has signed with the Patriots, but he's not with the Patriots. So Mike Evans should be good for at least one more score this week. Hawkinson, same thing above, man. Matt Ryan's going to duke it out. And once again, start your skill players against Atlanta. That's easy, fancy football knowledge in 2020. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like Zach. If I had to guess it, I'm going to pick Zach to win this week. I'm definitely with Tay Cam and the spread right now. Uh, but I, I think it would be a um, – it, it's going to be a close game. It may be like a 145 to 142 game. Uh, but oh, I'll make a one close. quick comment here to end it. I'm not sure if Gibbs is incredibly lucky or if he has some kind of knowledge that we don't know. Because when he bet a second-round draft pick in the offseason to get Adam Thielen, I thought he was crazy. If you had told me in June or July that Adam Thielen would be leading the league in touchdowns by week six, I would have bet my house if you were wrong. And thank God I didn't because I'd be homeless right now. Yeah. Um, but Adam Thielen leading the league in touchdowns to pretty much the midway point of the season is has me completely floored. Especially with Kirk, Kirk Cousins not exactly lighting up the world as a quarterback. You know, so I definitely agree the, with that. The craziest thing about that is that I was I was there with Gibbs when he realized what that trade was going to cost him to get Thielen, and you could see the fear in his eyes of knowing the mistake he made. Yet he is four and two. He has won a week uh, a high scoring bonus once this year, and just like I said in our preseason pod, I think he's the best owner in our league. I think he 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 does he pulls miracles off with his lineup every yeah. week. So. And he only had to do half the draft. <laughs> That's right. That is so true. Oh, yeah, and he, and he six just, rounds he's dialed in, yeah. but the rest of it, man, he takes a yeah, back seat. And six he's rounds just, before uh, and two. Imagine yeah. if he focused the whole draft. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He might be 6-0. and oh. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest question here is what happens with Mike Evans. Um, Mike Evans has not been a great wide receiver when uh, when Chris Godwin has been on the field as well. So I, I think that's the biggest question is um, – does I mean is he going to be able to produce? Is he going to be able to get that you know one yard TD that he, I think he's got two or three one yard TD passes this year, which is kind of ridiculous that he's gotten those one yard ones have really helped his fantasy value and kind of inflated his value maybe a little bit more than he, he his real worth. Um, and one little side note back from what you were saying, um, at, uh, Curtis has actually outscored JFK the last two weeks by about 70 points. Wow. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Jeez. Wow. Love right. it. Look, look at, and a lot of that is Derrick Henry, but look out. Yeah. Look out. Hey, it's getting colder. Derrick wow. Henry's coming. Yep. All right. All right. Move on to the next yeah. matchup. Yeah. Let's I move think it on. we need to move on to the next matchup. I think we should take – so the last two, ironically, are – um, matchups between people on this podcast, which we obviously planned for it to be that way. One of them is a matchup between a teams of four and two and two and four, and then a matchup of two teams that are both four and two. So I think we should finish with the four and two teams. Just I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Good. Let's mm. let's move on to this next one. All right. So the next matchup is going to be yours truly, uh, Marvel Kingdom FC versus uh, the uh, redheaded wonder over here of uh, Kyle Spade and uh, Frankfurt Yellow Jackets. Ooh, look at the projections. Good so uh, yeah, those are some serious Good projections there. Uh, Spade is favored heavily, heavily <laughs> in this matchup. Dude, heavily. we're about to get destroyed. Yeah. So 146 is he's projected versus 120. 20. And uh, Marvel Kingdom uh, laid an egg with Darius Slayton on yep. Thursday night. Yep. Uh, he's on the trade block. Whoever yeah. wants him, come and yeah. message us. Uh, 4.3 out of his projected Bishkin, 12. Bishkin, you can get him for a third. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, so there was a, a one hiccup already. But this uh, there's still a lot of game left. Uh, we got a lot of Sunday and Monday night to play. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely um, a good matchups here. Um, Spade hasn't been able to meet his predictions in the last couple weeks, but uh, Marvel Kingdom is on a two-game win streak, and I believe Spade's on a two-game losing streak. Is that correct? 
No. Oh, no, uh, no. One and one. one You're one, one and one. one the last that's two right. Weeks. That's right. Sorry. My bad. Maybe I'm predicting another two two game losing. Oh yeah. wow! Okay, all right. Let's we'll see, see what let's see what the fantasy expert Jackson Johnson. Let's see what Jackson has to yeah. say. I yeah. know what Jackson's going to say. <laughs> well, it, it pains me to say this, and you can tell 2020 is just an odd year, and this encapsulates it because normally the last two years, the Marvel Kingdom FC versus the Frankfurt Yellow Jacks has been a battle of the titans, and it's been a slugfest. So it's been like you know a 167 to 158 kind of game. Um, but, you know, Marvel, you guys lost uh, Saquon Barkley early in the season. And, you know, it looks like you're in the now asset acquiring mode or rather draft pick acquiring mode um, going in next year, which hey, that's, that's not a bad um, strategy. I've been known to take that strategy myself, uh, much to the chagrin of others in the league. But, hey, it, I'm 4-2 right now, so it seems to be working. Um and I think Marvel, just you guys even talk about the biggest thing, which you not even have. I'm looking at you live. You don't even have a kicker. Your kicker's on a buy this week. Like you yeah, guys just we, we, it in right now. No, we, to be honest, we we kind of forgot. So we just need to fix Thanks, that. Thanks, Jackson. Those, yeah. those kickers. That was my shot. Yeah, those kickers, man. They we forget <laughs> if, about. Hey, them Jackson, sometimes. if we win because of our kicker, I'll buy you a beer. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> it'll just, it'll just be one more strike Spade has against Jackson. <laughs> Just one more thing on my list of reasons why. Yeah, we got to get to that. Uh, yeah, we real just have quick. Actually, <laughs> it's been a busy week. Um, but you know, the, the Marvel Kingdom does have a few you know bright spots here. Patrick Mahomes versus the Denver defense. Uh, Denver looks like a shell of its former years. But once again, as you guys alluded to earlier, earlier they're going to kick off in what eighteen degree weather. So it may be a very short, intermediate kind of passing routes from Mahomes. A lot of handoffs. A lot of a lot of dump offs. You know, not may not be a typical Mahomes game. Um, Daryl Henderson, I mean, he's questionable right now. Antonio Gibson, it's hard to predict that Washington backfield. Um, coming from someone who you, who is a Panthers fan, who used to watch Rama Vera coach their team. He, the guy does have a lot of consistency with the running backs, unless it means Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but hey, Terry McLaurin versus Dallas, that dude, he's going to go off. I would bet money he's going to beat that 19.7 uh, projection. But yeah, Spades, roster. It is. I mean, Josh Allen, he's in line of the Jets. Camaro, Michael Thomas is out. Manuel Sanders has COVID. He, he's 23.88. That's not in projection. It's going to be 43.88. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Justin Jackson looks like he's jumped Josh Kelly. So he's going to most likely beat that uh, projection of 12 points. Chris Godwin, he works in the slot. Brady loves the slot receivers. Uh, yeah, this, this might not be the Marvel Kingdom versus uh, Frankfurt. That we've seen in the past, uh, I, I would take Spade in the points in this one. How much did that hurt you to say that, Jackson? Uh, I am cringing internally right now. I'm going to have to I figured it. Well, he's shaking. Back. He's actually yeah. shaking. Yeah. Wow. Having hot spells. He's sweating. Yeah. I th- I think. You know, I'll I'll give Marvel Kingdom some points here. They've got some pretty serious receivers, and then on top of that, I have been terrible the last two weeks like absolutely hot garbage so who knows i'm projected to win i've i'm projected to score 20 more points right now if all the projections hit i haven't hit projections very much at all on any of my players other than except for the first three weeks except for the first three weeks yeah Yeah. where you crush your projections man fantasy football was fun those first three weeks (laughs) yeah so nice a lot of wendy's a lot of calories Man, those four for fours is stacking up, right? Yep. Come for you. Yeah. A lot of bike rides. Work so, well. Honestly, the, I think the best thing that Marvel Kingdom uh, we have going for us is the uh, Redskins versus the Cowboys matchup. I think Scary Terry and Antonio Gibson have a chance to eat really, really well this weekend. Completely. Um, the Cowboys have shown that they are, uh, what can I say, like point point givers. No, the literally the team. worst yeah. defense. They, li- li- yeah. they, they said, could be the worst in history. Yeah, they They're said the pace. worst since the, ma- the merger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. But hey. They got players coming out now, you know, saying the coaching staff is doing so bad. Yeah, wow. could they turn it around this week? Yeah, that statement was pretty, uh, pretty harsh, saying that the coaches don't even know what they're doing right now. Not teaching us anything. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Whoa! But I think that uh, it's going to stay that way, and uh, the Redskins players are going to eat pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I think that's the best thing going for Marvel right now. Um, I'm just now actually seeing the Henderson questionable, and I'm looking at my bench and questioning things as well. Yeah, so. that sucks. 
I got some backup running backs for you if you want to. Oh, yeah. On a, on a Monday night, yeah, too. Don't Monday, you love yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, gosh, don't you love that's that? That's the worst, man. Step into my office, gentlemen. <laughs> we can make something happen. Wow. <laughs> so, sadly, I think I agree with you. And I think the worst, I mean, we're going to know at 1 o'clock. Or actually, we're going to know by 4.20 just how good Kamara does against Carolina. I think it's going to be ugly. For us, great for you, Spade, and I think you're, you're going to take the, the win. I That's think you're going to take the win. I need another four for four this week. So let's do this. We got one more Jones matchup. In. We got one more matchup, and it's also between owners on this pod. So, Justin, let's talk about it. Yeah, we're going a four and two matchup uh, on the ledger of victory. Our ours truly here, uh, Jackson Johnson here versus uh, Little Giants, also four and two. Uh, Anthony Shimato. So uh, we got a serious lineup here. Uh, T roll. Uh, what do you think about this lineup right now? It's, it's a good matchup here. Yeah, huh? I two, think it's four uh, and two yeah. teams. It's a really good uh, balanced matchup. Even the prediction is uh, pretty close with the one thirty five yeah. in uh, favor of Little Giants versus the yeah. one twenty nine for uh, Jackson over here. So uh, I think a six point difference on that projection is is it's a delectable kind of matchup here. Here's the thing. Is Odell Beckham going to have a rebound game against Cincinnati? I think so. I think it's going to be really. I think it's going to be a really good day for Amato. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to feast on that Houston defense. I. I mean, you're Amato. I hate to say it, man, because you're in my division. With the exception of maybe James Conner, you've got some amazing uh, matchups here. So, um, yeah. I'm I'm not necessarily ready to give you the win just yet because I yeah. think Jackson's had a good year and he's he's also got some good players over there, um, but you do have some some really good matchups there. Uh, Jackson, I'm a little nervous about Cam, dude. He had a bad week last week. I know you're high on Cam. Um, you know, I'm I'm intrigued to hear what you have to say about this one. Well, you know, Cam's my boy. Uh, of all players that have played in the NFL, I would say Cam Newton's most likely probably my favorite player ever um at least at, at the very least probably top three um you know and yeah the page the whole offense last week if you watched that game and that was painful to watch uh, both from a fantasy perspective as someone who owns uh multiple players on that patriots team and someone who just wants to watch the patriots or football and, and cam newton i mean but the thing about cam is that you look at his passing line and he threw, I think it was like less than 160 yards and two interceptions and no touchdowns. He still put up 20 points. And that's because he ran for like 80 yards and his two score or one score. Um, so Cam's going to do Cam stuff. And I actually looked it up today he, through four games. Cause remember this is week seven. They've had a bye week Cam is one because he got COVID. Um, he's averaging 27.4 points, which is actually currently in, eighth among all quarterbacks in our league for how we do scoring um and you know you also remember last week that yeah the whole offense the whole Patriots system looked off because you know they had a bye week they had to shut down the facilities because they had multiple players tested positive for COVID their quarterback was in isolation for 10 days because of a positive COVID test so naturally the offense with a lack of reps lack of having leaders there it's it's going to cause issues and I think that you know, I, I don't think Bill Belichick ever phoned stuff in, but I want to say he probably looked at the game last week and said, you know what, I'm fine conceding this. We can get our teeth kicked in, and then we have even more ways to uh, to learn about how to get better. My dad used to say this a lot. We lived in North Carolina for 13 years, and we would watch uh, NCAA basketball a lot. My dad would watch uh, Duke a lot, and he would watch Mike Krzyzewski. My dad would always say, I think he said, I'm pretty sure that at certain times, Mike Krzyzewski would actually let his team lose to get them to where he could teach them. He'd say, okay, you guys got popped in the mouth. That wasn't fun. Now we're going to come back. We're going to cook. And so I think that's what happened with the Patriots the last two weeks. They got hit by the COVID bug and that it followed the protocols. And like I said, they did a lot of stuff virtually. And I think Belichick might have phoned the last two weeks in. He won't never tell anybody, but I think he did that. And, and I think they're going to come out. They may surprise people because – also, remember, we're only two weeks away or two weeks from the 49ers uh, allowing Brian Fitzpatrick, look like Patrick Mahomes, and their own stadium. So uh, I like Cam. Um, and also, I like Latavius Murray. I think that 8.47 uh, projection, man, the Carolina has one of the worst run defense in the NFL. And uh, Latavius is averaging over 11 uh, attempts a game. And so that's definitely good for at least one touchdown, I would assume. 
uh, Gurley, Devontae Adams, A-Rob, Lamb, Wall, I mean, they're solid. But, yeah, as you guys alluded to earlier, Anthony's got great matchups. I mean, Aaron Rodgers versus Houston, Ezekiel Elliott versus Washington. I mean, that could just be a game where Zeke gets set the ball 45 times and, and runs for Derek Henry numbers on me. I mean, Cream Hunt versus Cincy. Uh, Keenan Allen is coming back. He's fully healthy. There's no more uh, injury designation by his name against Jacksonville. They have a bottom tier pass defense. Odell Beckham, yeah. I mean, if any one of the best teams that have a, a comeback or bounce back game against is, is definitely Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, I think James Conner in your flex. I mean, Anthony is, is honestly uh, fully pun intended. He's flexing on me right now, being able to put James Conner in the flex against me. That is uh, <laughs> definitely a a sign of uh, fantasy confidence. and fantasy riches. That's some confidence uh, right there, huh? Yeah. And then, I mean, Rob Gronkowski, man. I mean, last week it almost looked like the Gronk of old. And, you know, now with O.J. Howard, um, he was an ACL, was an Achilles. Either way, he's out for the whole season. Um, and, I mean, Rob Gronkowski, once again, and Tony Brown is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, but he's not in the lineup this week. Uh, it should be another... Uh, target game for Robert and Cassidy. So you don't sound uh, too I, I, you don't sound too confident right now, Jackson. The longer you're talking, the more I'm more and more about nervousness. About yeah, you know it, it's uh, I'm on a four game winning streak and it's the longest in the league. But ironically, before last week, Amado was on his own four game winning streak and then lost. Um, and Amado, I'm sorry, I forget who beat you last week, but it yeah, might just be the. the how uh, the things break this year that you know four games is all you get um so i just want to go ahead and congratulate anthony Ooh, um, i feel about that amada i'm all right with that <laughs> <laughs> well if you uh, only won four Am- that's not 500 yeah amato is actually uh also another team that has a kicker on the bye week that he yep. is, uh, still hasn't addressed yet uh what's going on there uh maybe he got he's some pickups to do same forgetfulness as the he marvel kingdom here he does not want to yeah. drop goggles that's what it is uh yeah i can't blame it. it yeah yeah he's the yeah, highest he's, scoring player yeah. in the nfl it's ridiculous yeah he's, he's been a beast hey, rodrigo blankenship yeah. <laughs> yeah um I mean, I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup, especially one of the most interesting parts of it, I think, is going to be the whole Rodgers and Adams. Because I feel like, I mean, it's going to be very much, you know, trading points there. I think potentially a lot of treading water between the two of us with with Rodgers and Adams um, in that matchup to where and I feel like, you know, they they could basically end up almost negating each other with the points that they're getting. So I do think that both of them might ball out, but it may be, you know, inconsequential because they're going to be almost negating each other. Um, I mean, I do believe Carolina does have a pretty terrible run defense, so I do think Latavius Murray might do very well this week. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, and I mean, C.D. Lamb has been pretty, been a pretty big baller. He's definitely taken over at the the second spot. Uh, on Dallas to my chagrin um, <laughs> with me having Michael Gallup as well. So I was expecting Gallup to be more of a breakout this year, but C.D. Lamb has taken over that second spot pretty pretty effectively. Amari Cooper is definitely still the one, but, you know, C.D. Lamb has been pretty pretty on point. And, every t- you know, there's always that chance that he might run one back as well and get those uh, those extra points from from the kicking game. Mm. Yeah, so uh, that's all the week seven matchups we got for you. So that's uh, the Marvel, or that's the uh, sorry, League of Dreams uh, Whoa, week seven okay. preview. Ooh. Careful there. So, yeah, it's it's no longer our league, Justin. No, I know we are I not going to win this year. It is what it is. <laughs> all right, so let me say this, uh, Jackson. We really appreciate you coming on, man. You actually did a good job working through all those matchups. So. Uh, when the off season comes and we're voting on the budget and we're talking about maybe doing a weekly, weekly podcast and doing this every week. Yeah, featuring every owner on the league. That's right. We'll be yeah. inviting every owner and to do a cycle and it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Make sure you give us our support. <laughs> this Make- is hey, I I appreciate you guys. But um before I leave, I have a trivia question for you all because you know, like Anthony, I, I like stats. So I want to see. I, I'm going to say Anthony is not allowed to answer this. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure he knows. But recently, within the last year, so 2019 and 2020, there's been a quarterback who has thrown three, has had three straight games where he's thrown a pick six. And it's the first time since 20, excuse me, yes, the first time since 2013 
that has happened, and the last people who did this was Matt Schaub and Blaine Gabbert. Can oh, you God. name that quarterback who has took home those honors? I think I know it, but I'm going to let Spade or Justin go first. I got nothing here. Yeah, I'm, it's three straight green games of throwing a pick six? Yes, within the last year, a quarterback in the National Football League fairly recently has, thrown, has had three straight games he's throwing a pick six. I think I got it. If Spade, you're not. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I was going to say Tom Brady. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's who I was going to say as well. Yeah. Jackson? Yes. Thomas Edward Patrick wow. Brady is the correct answer. <laughs> nice, T-Roll. Nice. I got it. Wow. I feel, I feel pretty proud of myself. <laughs> so so that, that plan didn't really work out the way I wanted to. I was trying to bait you guys into saying Jameis Winston, and then all of a sudden I decided to <laughs> slam my hand on the table and say no. It is not Jameis Winston. You get his name out your mouth. No, Tom I mean Brady. he he did end his starting end his starting quarterback career by throwing a pick six. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> to give him the perfect thirty thirty year, the last wow. throw he'll ever make in the NFL. Oh no, he'll get some. <laughs> no. Yeah, he'll get he'll get something. No, no, because what's going to happen is that Breeze is going to retire next year or the end of this year, and then, you know, James will just move up into that offense. So no, it's going to be Taysom Hill. Taysom, Taysom Hill. Not going to happen with Taysom. No so way. He gave that man, like, a three-year, $12 million contract. Yeah. Is he, he has a utility player. I know we're cheap, trying to end this. He it. has dirt on the yeah. Saints coaching. There's literally no <laughs> there's other yeah, there. re- There's and, something there. Yeah. And I know I've stated this before. Sean Payton did something so yeah. terrible, yeah. and he knows about I, it. I, and I know I stated this earlier in one of the podcasts, but he legitimately has thrown more touchdowns to defenses than he's thrown to his own players in his but career. But he runs for a lot of touchdowns for the Saints. So, anyway. Anyways, Jackson. Week 7 review right there. Jackson, thanks for being on, brother. We enjoyed having you. We'll get you on hey, another. It's a blast, guys. Absolutely, we'll get you on another time. Hopefully next year when we do this a lot more frequently. Hopefully every week. So that being said, this is our week seven preview, going through every matchup in the League of Dreams for my good friends Justin Sandoval, Anthony Amato, and Kyle Spade. This is and Jackson Johnson. This is T Roll saying thank you so much for tuning in for this very special episode of the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants.